Welcome to the Quest Fishing Adventures podcast, Chapter 3. Welcome back to another Quest Fishing Adventures podcast. I hope you're doing well, and if you've been fishing since my last podcast, I really hope you put a few on the bank. Right, as you can see by the title again, I am back out surface fishing, but I'm going to try something a bit different again. Um, instead of, I'm going back to the complex, uh, Alex is actually joining me again, which is going to be nice tonight. Um, so instead of heading straight onto Atkins Lake, I want to try a few other, other lakes on there again. Um, kind of finding myself getting a bit um, stuck on that lake. Um, feel like I've completely mastered that lake now. Definitely going by the 20 carpet I had, on, had out on my last podcast. Um, so I think I need for, for my own benefit is to basically try some of the other waters on there um, and see if we can get some out on there. Uh, definitely interested in uh, Legends Lake again. Obviously that's that's well that's meant to have the the bigger carp in. Um, well, it has got the bigger it has got the biggest carp in on the on the lakes, but the others the others do pull up with some thirties in anyway. So I definitely wouldn't mind to give it a go on there. Ben hasn't actually done some surface fishing on there for. a for a week or so now so it's not been pressurized with that so that's definitely a possibility um i also want to give nando's a go um we've actually not surface fished that and we're not aware of anyone doing any surface fishing on that lake at all this season um not to say that's 100 percent right because obviously we're not all, always down there uh alex is a bailiff on these waters so he, you know he, he's in the know for a lot of things so which does it does help us um, so we're not aware of any being done on there, but that's that's like um, the second lake in line with Legends Lake. So it has got some has got you know some thirties in there as well. So I want to give that a go. Um, not going to do Towers because Towers has got the the, the smaller carp in. Uh, I just don't think I don't think I need to that. I think that'd be a, a back a step backwards. Um, if I'm honest with you, from from fishing Nando's. But if all else fails and I can't catch or nothing, I can't get anything, you know, to happen at all, um, I am going to move on to uh, Nando's Lake just to get a bend in the rod, I'm not going to lie. Um, but the plan is basically to kind of like just walk around the lakes and just flick some dog biscuit out and just see if anything comes up on these other waters. And if they do, obviously put a bait out in front of them. So that's the plan anyway going forward. So what I keep meaning to do and I keep failing to actually do in my uh, my last few podcasts on surface fishing is actually breaking down and tell you guys what I'm actually using in uh, detail so first of all let's start with um, the line on my reel um, when I first started surface fishing um, I was using um, Nash's NXT Zig Flow uh, 10 pound line on my reel um, um, if I'm truthful with you what I found with that is I found the line um, not not floating on top of the water, and it, it would after the line had been out for a, for a bit, it would start to sink down, and it was causing a massive drag on the line. It was really sinking down, which I was quite surprised about. Yes, I did drop some Vaseline on it as well, but it didn't seem to like do the trick for me. Um, so I had to change. Uh, so I decided to change my uh, line uh, on basically the I think it's like two sessions ago now to Corder's Cruiser Control. Uh, 10 pound and I have to say there's been a massive difference um, I find I'm finding it, it is sticking you know it's, it's staying on top of the surface I did actually wipe down some Vaseline on it um, to be honest with you I would need I do need to top that up again but I, there's been a, a massive difference 
in my line staying on top of the water and, and when you're floater fishing i think that is massively important that you know that you've, you you know you you have got your line float on top of the water yes it stops the cart from spooking and from going under the water but also um takes away that resistant because it just pulls down the line in the water and like when you're trying to strike into a cart to a cart you're actually pulling it up through the water and you really do feel the drag on that before you before you actually connect with the the hook itself so that's what I've gone with on there. So Corda's Cruiser Control 10 pound line. And then quite simple, um, I'm using a uh, Nash uh, bolt machine um, as, my, as my float indication um, for, for, for my surface fishing. And there's various different grams in that. Um, and it all depends on how, how, how far you're, you know, you're, you're fishing. The bigger the grammage, the fur, you know, the bigger, the furthest you're going to, they'll be able to cast that a lot further. Uh, but if I'm honest with you, I'm sticking with at the moment on the waters I'm fishing. It's just the 30 gram one. But um, if you're going to try them, I do really, really do recommend them. Um, it's definitely helping hook the carp. Um, that's the whole point of them as well. Um, but just play around, just buy, just buy a couple, like buy the 30 gram one or the 55 gram one, or if you really know you've got to cast a long way out, they actually do a 125 gram one. I'd say just buy like, you know, depending on your water, just buy the one you feel you might need, depending on how far you need to get out. I mean, it's just going to be a case of, of, of buying one and seeing and seeing how far you can cast it, um, or what you feel comfortable with. But I'm for me, the 30 gram one's working for my waters. They're not, these ones I'm using at the moment are not big pits. Uh, so I don't need to actually go miles out. And then going on to there, straight into my hook link. There I am using the N the Nash NGT Zig Flow line there. And that is floating on top there. I just think because it, I think once you've, I don't know why, but once you've got uh, that hook link, the bolt, the the bolt system and then your, your the ngt zig flow line on, on my main line for some reason that was dropping the line there but my my hook link end is actually floating so i'm st i've stuck with that because it's certainly doing the job sounds a bit crazy and the, the complete opposite to what i've just said on, on that i'd switched over but i'm actually using that on my hook link and it's doing the job and um, now as you guys know i have played around with the, the length of my hook link and for me what's working is is literally about about three foot uh of 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 hook link um i was trying to be uh i went up to like five foot and it was just it was it did hook some carp but it wasn't hooking as many um i think a lot of that does come down to how you've got the line laid you want it quite um you don't want any slack in the line as best as possible you constantly need to try and make sure you're keeping your line uh straight from the from the hook to your uh rod itself um and it's in what if you've got a smaller hook link it's a lot easier to manage that might really certainly um so we've gone with that and on on the business end i'm using uh nash's pinpoint floater claws uh size 10 and, I, and i've talked about them in my last podcast i think they're actually brilliant um i was unsure first of all but um the whole point of these hooks is like i guess they're they're they are um uh, nash's uh, uh version of corda's uh, kamakura hooks um and then you could probably all slate me for, for like saying that Kamakura hooks are a lot sharper. Actually, yeah, the Kamakura hooks are a lot sharper without a shadow of a doubt, which is why I'm going to be using them still when I'm fishing for bigger carp on my um on my other waters when I'm fishing on the bottom. But for floater fishing, I just think these ones do the job. I've, I, I've caught loads, oh, quite loads of carp. I've been catching uh, a few carp on one hook and it's not even blunting, whereas the Kamakura hooks, are, they blunt pretty much on, your, on one carp. Um, but... 
I have to say, and I will keep going on about it, these pinpoint um, floater claws, really, really sharp. I'm, I'm definitely landing like three, three, say five fish maybe, three to five fish before they actually just feel like they really do need to sharpen it up again. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're definitely the ones I'm going with. Um, floater claw, they're called the floater claws. If I'm honest with you, I don't really know if that means they actually float. I don't think they do. I, and there must be a reason around the design on why they're called that and why you would why you use this hook for this type of fishing. But if I'm honest with you, um, I don't know. Um, and then I have talked about this a lot. Um, basically, I've got my uh, dog biscuit right as tight as I can to the shank of the hook. Um, and that is definitely doing the job. It's definitely masking the hook, um, so that disguising the hook uh, to the carp in the water. I feel, and it's it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely hooking into the carp. So there you go, nice and simple, not complicated at all. There it is. So, so as you probably guessed already, I'm not actually bankside at the moment, but I had to start the podcast early again because I wanted to get this segment in, and I'm really buzzing about going fishing later, and I can't. I just I'm just so excited for it. Um, hopefully, we can bag ourselves. Um, a 20 plus carp tonight um fingers crossed so anyway i'm gonna call this one here and i'm going to meet you guys bankside so see you in a millisecond well i'm here now um alex got here before me and he says there's just loads on top on legends lake um so on the back of like ben not fishing the surface now for a, a week week and a half or something two weeks something like that it seems rude not to start on here and give it a go Obviously, the, the bigger ones are in this lake, so you never know. You never know. Um, so, yeah, I'm just letting all my mat and net soak and all that. <clears throat> and then I shall go and find Alex and find these carp, which won't be hard to find. And hopefully, hopefully get one out on this water. That'd be absolutely fantastic. So, basically, as you guys know, exactly the same as last week. Not changing anything. So, I guess I'll just update you as I go along on, um, on how I get on. Well, oh my word, it's 8.30. Um, and I fished the whole time on Legends Lake trying to get a carp out um, I stayed in the same swim as what Ben was trying to do it from Alex was fishing to the left on the left hand swim there next to us and literally we both had so many carp in front of us Alex managed to uh, get a 23 pound mirror um, he also lost a carp and me and Ben were just struggling just could not could not get a bite well I say that we had a couple of little bites, but nothing connected at all. Uh, very, very, very frustrating. Put so much bait out on top, and they were feeding the whole time they were there. I've just left there, and they're still feeding there, but they're not. They're just not taking the bait. Um, if you know what I mean, they are, but they are on the knot. Nothing's hooking up at all. Such a struggle. So I've decided to pull away, um, come over to Atkins Lake, and just fish the last hour, hour and a half here, wherever it is and um, try and get one out here because this is just doing my head in man it really is and I've got to get one out so uh, buzzing for it I'm sure I can get one out I say that I don't want to jinx myself but let's get on it let's give it a go fingers crossed we can do it there you go jobs are good and uh, nice mirror carp probably about 12 pound but definitely one of the nicer looking ones in here really glad I moved now so I didn't I'm not going to finish the session on a blank now, which, let's face it, none of us want to finish a session on a blank, that's for sure. So, I'm really buzzing now. Going to definitely going to stay here until dark. Um, not giving up on Legends Lake, that's for sure. We'll be going back there. 
But I think I shall stay here for now and try for a 20. All that 30 it lives in here. Well, absolutely buzzing. Just had another carp out, 12 pound probably, guesstimating, uh, common. Absolutely beautiful common. Gave me a cracking fight too. Absolutely cracking fight. Really buzzing, man. What's the, top? the time now is 26 minutes past nine. Um, the sun is definitely, sorry, I'm tying the, putting the bait on, it's definitely beginning to drop now. But I am buzzing. It is great to be catching carp. And as I always say, it's only a matter of time before we get a big one. Well, it's uh, quarter to 10 and I've decided to call it there. Um, I'm definitely happy with the results at the, at the end of the day. Um, gutted that I didn't catch on Legends Lake. Um, it just, it, no, it's just one of them days and it just wasn't happening on there. And I'm yet to catch a carp off the surface on that lake. But massive congratulations to Alex, obviously, for catching one on there. That's his first carp he's ever caught on, um, on Legends Lake. So uh, super chuffed for him. Um, one thing I didn't say as well is um, I, I, messed I messed around because like Ben does a lot of surface fishing on there, which I've talked about in the past, and he catches a, oh, he's caught all his carp on there on basically really long hook links. So I really did persist for a long time on the short ones, and in the end, I did give the, the long ones a go. But as you guys know already, uh, to no joy, unfortunately. But um, obviously, coming back over here to here to this lake here to Atkins Lake, moving back to the, the short hook links. In a, in a very short space of time, we managed to have a, uh, like two carp out on the bank. So really buzzing about that. It just goes to show you how different waters can be. Um, I've clearly mastered this water here at, um, uh, sorry, Aki Atkins Lake. Clearly, uh, clearly cracked this one, but I'm yet to crack a Legends Lake. But it is renowned as a very, very difficult water. You know, I've talked about it before in my, in my other podcast. You know, you don't just rock up there and catch fish. It just, it just doesn't happen. But you know, that's just fishing for you. Um, I've got a trip planned Monday, Tuesday next week. I'm not going to say anything apart from that now, but it's not carp fishing. It's not tench fishing. It's not pike fishing. It's not cat fishing. You're just going to have to wait and see to find out what fishing that is. But I'm super buzzing about that trip. So that will be the podcast after that. So that's definitely one to look forward to. So anyway, guys, I'm going to leave this one here. Thank you so much for listening to it. And if you got to the end, I really do honestly appreciate it. Um, if you're not checked out my Instagram, please go and check it out and give me a follow on there. Uh, Quest Fishing Adventures podcast. That would be absolutely mega if you could do that. And from now until the next time I do my next podcast, take care, tight lines, put a big fish on the bank, and I'll see you all soon. If you're not done already, guys, you could do me a massive favour and hit me up on Instagram. Just search Quest Fishing Adventures. On there, I'm uploading some photos and some short videos. You can also ask me questions or give me some advice too. That would be absolutely mega. Anyway, take care of yourself, guys, and tight lines, and see you on my next podcast.